When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Saul Regis and you're listening to Football Ramble. I'm Saul Regis. Hi, I'm Saul Regis. Hi, I'm Saul Regis. And uh, it's the Football Ramble. Woo! Here we are once again. Uh, Pete's here. I am, yeah. And Luke's here. All right. James or Jim is still in Edinburgh. We think. What's he playing He's at? taking the fucking piss of you. <laughs> <laughs> good start, good start. At the moment in the Premiership, there's uh, a lot of transfers involving centre-backs at this moment in time. That's the inspiration for this question. Who is your favourite centre-back since the Premiership began? Who's played in the Premiership? has to be Premiership. Yeah. Well, he just has played in the Premiership. Well, has played in the Premiership. Uh, I mean, uh, you go first, than... Pete. Uh, Andy Linnigan, because... <laughs> Because he's got two rubbish brothers that weren't as good as him, but played kind of the same position. Did that make him better? Kind of, yeah, because he was like king brother. He went, he on, like... he, they went, he went on trials and, like, and, like, and like scouts were watching him, and they're like, well, he's not that good. Have you seen my brothers? <laughs> like, oh, God, um, he's brilliant. I'm easily the best Lennigan. He played for Hartlepool for like 100 matches, then he went uh, to Leeds and then <laughs> Arsenal. But his brothers, uh, David and Brian, they did like... They, one stayed at Hartlepool for quite a while, and uh, the other ones, they played for like Whitby and stuff like that. Pete, do you know how bad his brothers were? I never even knew they existed. <laughs> no, never did I. I'm going to guess worse. In which case, they all went good to answer. They all That's went to my school. Really? Did they? Yeah. Excellent stuff. Linigans. Uh, I'm going to go for Paul McGrath. Oh. oh, probably one of the best defenders I've ever seen. Admittedly, his best years were probably just before the Premiership, but he definitely played in the Premiership. Yeah, right? well, he's Villa, Villa, wasn't he? Yeah, he yeah. was, yeah, he was the night others. before that. But um, yeah, it's got to be. I mean, his his performance. It's been said a thousand times, but just to reiterate, his performance for Republic of Ireland against Italy in World Cup '94, super. Uh, the only other defensive performance I've seen anywhere near as good that I can think of right now was when Jonathan Woodgate was against Newcastle and they played against Marseille in the oh, Champions yeah, League. Yeah. That was the most colossal performance. And not only that, the most cultural performance of centre-back I've seen as well. Um, but I will, I'm, I'm, Paul McGrath pips it for me. He won player of the, uh, PFA Player of the Year as well. Uh, so for me, it's definitely Paul McGrath. That's a strong contender. Thanks. I'm going to go for Tony Adams. Oh, it's a very, very Arsenal heavy bias. Uh, two out of three are Arsenal players. Yeah, well, that's what. None of mine went out with Caprice, so. No, it's true. Yeah. Me, I don't think Paul McGrath. Well, which is the main reason why I've put him in. But, um, <laughs> yeah, for longevity of career, for being a top, top centre back for that yeah. long, and also for um, giving Martin Tyler a nice bit of commentary when he ran through on goal against Everton. Tony Adams, can you believe it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how that would have been made better? Tell me. If it was Barry Davis saying it. Well, of course. Do you know yeah. how that would have been made even better what? if Philip Albert did it? Oh, Philip Albert was another great he was a, He had a great cultured sort of outside the right foot, outside the left foot. He's a good player. What about the dinker he scored against United? Yeah. yeah that, Al- Albert Albert! <laughs> Philippe, Philippe Albert, everyone knows his name. That was and he song. had a moustache. He did have he had a, a He had a bullet left foot on him, from what yeah, I remember. Yeah, no, he was decent. I loved he was him. Decent. I loved him. Oh, we've had, we've, uh, to be fair, our, our top league has been blessed. Mm. With centre half, I think there's. A, I mean, for me, I can remember when I was growing up, and this wasn't this wasn't Premiership, but when uh, Portsmouth, when Andy Orford, but first broke into the Portsmouth first team. <laughs> I mean, he was hotly tipped. He's like Portsmouth's youngest ever player, mm. like 15. He was when he made his debut. I think he was tipped as like a future England captain at one stage. <laughs> Didn't really make it, but no. class, absolute class though. And there was also another player at Pompey called Lewis Buxton. Never really did anything, but he made a few amazing, amazing appearances. Do you ever? Do you ever oh, yeah, this is not just like mention. Portsmouth. Well, no, I don't always do it. I just thought I'd just stick it out there. But do you boys know what I mean? When sometimes you, you, uh, if you go and watch your club or whatever, 
or you're watching a few games on telly even, and there's a player that breaks through into the first team for the first time, and he's amazing, like three yeah. or four games. Yeah. So completely fearless. And after a while, maybe it gets worked out a little bit, or, he, or sort of the, the sort of novelty wears off a little bit to a certain extent, and they just don't really do much. Yeah, it's a shame. Buxton was one of them. But anyway, yeah, good question. The, the, thing, the thing with central defenders is like, there's only two positions in the England squad where you can actually... Yeah. It, like with midfield, you can sort of squeeze people in if you really, really like them. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Really, That's right. You've only got two centre backs. Centre, yeah, and, we, and to be fair, England are blessed with a lot of good centre backs, yeah. you know. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a difficult one because we've probably got five or six that be, you'd be happy with it. Behind back Rio from, and um, well, I, I, that I would, other guy. For me, <laughs> for me, the, El Capitano. John Terry isn't my, isn't in the top two centre backs in well, the league. Who would you have? No. Obviously, Ferdinand. Obviously, Ferdinand. Ferdinand without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, of course. <sighs> you, you are, you're going to say. Woodgate went fit. Yeah, I knew King went fit. And that's difficult cause for King, but. I, I just don't. Th- I just think the fact that this this sort of um, conventional wisdom that you need a sort of stopper, a stick your head in anywhere defender mm. alongside Ferdinand. I just don't think that's true. Oh, anymore. I think if fit, I think it would be King and Ferdinand. You do, yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty that could play there. I mean, Lescott could play there probably. I'd put Woodgate in as a sweeper and have a three. Would you? That's yeah. Venables. Yeah. <laughs> Look at yeah, Venables yeah. over there. That's what I'd do. It's but not 1996. He's doing the old last gasp, last gasp tackle. He let, <laughs> he let the player go past him, but they'll get, he'll get, yeah, he'll he'll get, get his foot round. Hook his foot round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to love doing that. Get injured in the process. <laughs> um, do you know what, Pete? You've got the point. Oh, um, come on. For obscurity. It's, it's the Linnegans. It's political. It's the Linnegans. Lolligans. The Linnegans. I've got the faders, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought um, it was just the way your trousers hang. He oh. does he does have the faders indeed. Um Liverpool have had a dodgy start. Another team that are fading away. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'll leave a link I, to you. Thank you very much. <laughs> um uh, Oh, I should have said John Scales, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um What's going on? Liverpool, Benitez, he's, he wants the players to step up. I love Benitez. The, what, what Benitez has basically said is, oh, no, it's all the players that are just rubbish now. Yeah, well... It's, come on, do better. Yeah. He, it's like Benitez, Benitez gave up the football team talk equivalent of just going up to his players and just going, you, you know what you're doing? Just do it better. Do it better. <laughs> it's absolutely, all he said was the senior players have got to step up. You know, I cannot believe... He, I mean, I said it before last week, I'll say it again this week. I cannot believe for one second that any educated, in quotes, expert on football outside of the general Merseyside area <laughs> is touting Liverpool for the title. Not a, not a chance. No, I can't... Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Well, they, they haven't signed anybody... Um, of note. Of note. And they've lost um, Alonso, of course. Well, Aquilani, we don't know how he's going to... I mean, we keep... We're going to be... Oh, he's injured. We're going to be speculating about Aquilani for a while because he's yeah. injured. They've signed Kyriakos uh, from AEK Athens. Yeah, he had a season at, at Rangers. But he's a centre-back anyway. So yeah. that says to me that he's a bit worried about Aga's overall fitness. Yeah, so I, I don't know what's going on. I mean, they've got to keep Torres fit. Yeah, the absolute. I say they've got to as if it's in their own hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, <laughs> Put them in a presentation case. After <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think that um, some of the signings just Babel's not quite done it for me. He's but, a funny player because he looks the part sometimes. He's Bab- got a bit of yeah. pace, and he, you know. But is he one of those players who needs to play a lot? And at the moment, he's not. The thing is, the thing I, I don't fully. I mean, you, I mean, I'm sure people will email and correct me, but I don't know the situation behind his departure. But Sebastian Leto, who plays for Panathinaikos now, who's a left-sided wide player, mm. he does cut in a lot. Very creative player. I mean, he played against Atletico Madrid uh, this week. Mm. All right, they got knocked out, but he looked really lively and really good. And, and Benitez, I think, actually let him go. Yeah. Now, it may have been a work permit issue because he tried to apply. For for an Italian passport. I mean, I was reading up on it sort of last week. Yeah. He tried to apply for an Italian passport. I think it got rejected. And so he either couldn't play for Liverpool, I don't think he made many appearances at all, or Benitez has just got rid of him. Now, if Benitez has just got rid of him, then that's an absolutely woeful decision in my view. I'm not saying he'd be brilliant in the Premier League, but they need bodies. They need attacking oh, yeah. players. And like we said last week, your point about Torres is, is right, but... They're not going to win the Premier League with Gerard and Torres alone. No. You know, they've got, they've got... They've got a good goalkeeper in Reina. They've got... Um, Aga and uh, and Carragher, who went fit, are decent. Skelter's okay. Aquilani's okay. Um, Mascarano's a decent. great player. Because they've, they've got a decent spine, but there's just absolutely nothing around that. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I think I think Ben Ayun's not a bad player. Oh, he's, he, yeah, he's okay. Yeah, he's he, he's the sort of player that makes things happen. Right? But, can he, but can, he's not going to perform consistently throughout Premier League yeah. season. Win you a title, is he? Exactly. No. If we're not sort of tipping them for the title, why, where would we put them? Um, That's why I ask. Oh, I'd love to see them uh, slip out the top four. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm, really, I'm the, saying realistically. The amount of hype they've had this season. That's yeah. what I'm it saying. It would be exciting to see them 
come fourth behind I, Manchester City. I, well, I, I'd, I, like, I'd yeah. like to see Arsenal actually finish in the top four because they've not spent a lot. But there's your three teams. And they're playing excellent football. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, well, of course, that's the, the main point I'm making is the, the football they play. Um, and also everyone's kind of written them off. Well, the, the three, your top three are Chelsea, United and Arsenal. I, and it's probably Chelsea, then United and Arsenal for me. But uh, Arsenal are playing, again, I, I, I mean, at the risk of repeating myself again, Arsenal are playing like a team without any pressure on them. Mm, yeah. It's almost like they don't, they're a young team and they think that no one's really get, tipping to win anything. But uh, they're playing with such freedom. They look like they're enjoying it. It's, of course it's they are, yeah. beautiful to watch. Wonderful. Definitely, no, I agree. And, uh, and they did a job against Celtic. I, I, yeah, they did. I think inevitably Liverpool are going to pick up and start winning games. But, I mean... They, they're not playing well. I mean, it's the beginning of the season, so you think they'd be up for it. I mean, not a, they've not had a national tournament, most of them, mm. apart well, from one or two of them. So, I mean, they should be fresh yeah. and ready to go, you know. Well, it's early days. Um, of course. Portsmouth. Yes. Over. That's, see, that's a strange one, isn't it? Is it? Did you hear Peter's story after my rant? He's been sensationally shunned by Alexander Gordon. <laughs> I'm taking full credit for that. <laughs> so the story I read, uh, or the story that someone told me, and it's since come out in the press, is that um, Story travelled up to... You're, you're not a fan of Story. I'm no. kind of reading between I'm the not, lines. No, here. absolutely not. Uh, you, you know that. Uh, he was invited up to London, I believe, to, to speak to Guy Mac, who was the, owner, was the owner of the club. I think he thought it was to put fine lines, details into him and his consortium taking over the club. Yeah. Guy Mac didn't turn up, so Story rang him, and God, it was like, oh yeah, sorry about that, Peter. I've just sold it to Solomon Al Faheem. <laughs> so he was like, what do you mean? Was he? He's so, on Sky, you saw him on Sky Sports. No, he did an interview with the key, which is the Portsmouth. But the, the, the problem is with the key. I mean, it's very Portsmouth centric. So I'll go really quickly. But the key is co-owned by Portsmouth Football Club because they were going to go under, yeah. and Portsmouth gave him the money to stay afloat. So they, yeah. they're the only sort of real radio station. They're a small radio station, but they're the only ones that get sort of the interviews, and they can't really be. They can't cross-examine people. Yeah. I mean, they're quite sort of um, toe the party line. And they did a very sycophantic interview with uh, Peter Story on the Key yesterday, I believe, when Story was giving all this bullshit about how it's all about the club, it's not about him, he's gutted, and this sort of stuff. I mean, the reason he's gutted is he's no longer going to be able to allegedly line his own pockets with, <laughs> with, with exorbitant salaries that he can't justify, <laughs> that we apparently Portsmouth can't afford to spend on players, but they can afford to spend on him. You know, when you're turning over like tens of millions of pounds in losses at the club you're in charge of and still taking over a million mm. pounds of salary every year, then you can understand why he's a bit put out that he's no longer going to be part of it. And the, the beauty part of it is, just to wrap up, the last couple of weeks he's spent slagging off Solomon Alfaheem that you wouldn't believe <laughs> because he thought he'd have taken over the club himself, and now it looks like Alfaheem's going to force him out. <laughs> Well, there is justice, everybody. There's justice in the world of football. Well, it'd be interesting to see what happens there. Um, you're talking about um, a man in the kind of upstairs um, realm of a football club getting paid yes. a lot of money. Uh, in Notts County. Sven. Um, <laughs> Sol Campbell's gone there. Inexplicable. No, uh, applicable. Yeah. yeah I'll just get, uh, what are you thinking, uh, Pete? He just loves the challenge. Yeah. <laughs> We're all thinking that. Think I'll, I'll, be, I'll be 39. We'll be in the Premiership. Yeah. He's, been he's, 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 yeah. he's 34 at the moment. Yeah, yeah, when, he there, five, though, five, when they get there. Five-year five five deal. Five-year deal. Five-year contract. Um, is it a five-year plan, Notts County are doing then? My favourite my favorite fact about Notts County at the moment is that Cashman Schmeichel signed for them from City, yeah. Man City, and he's on more money at County than he was at Man City. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. He's yeah on more do you know what the figures are? No, but it's, well, it's obviously quite a lot of money. That's unbelievable. I just like how like, the Notts County manager, um, Sol Campbell explained, he said, I want to go into management, I want to go into coaching a little bit later on in my career. Not right now, a couple of years. Yeah. And um, the owner said, yeah, well, you know, I'm sure we'll find a role for him uh, doing a little bit of coaching. And the manager was like, Sol has not mentioned this to me at all. <laughs> <laughs> he has not said a word. So he's got a five-year deal as a player? Yeah. As a player, yeah. He'll be, be comfortable with the best final division, though, won't he? Yeah, still, 38. Uh, well, but, no. I mean, so at the moment, for the first, next two seasons, he's going to be quality. Well, I don't know. I mean, David Weir's just been signed, uh, not signed, he's been called up to the squad and squad. 39. 39. Yeah. But I, well, I th that is ridiculous. Yeah, well, yeah, but I'm, not, I'm not suggesting Sol Campbell's about to get a call-up. <laughs> but um, I, th I think Sol Campbell, well... I'd love to see him still playing at 38, 39. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be, well, he could, because yeah. they're, they're in League Two. So if they don't get promoted in the next couple of seasons, I think... I They've think... got to... I mean, the, the, what's happening there, you know, with money being yeah, but, but so I, important, I think it's got. they've got to be promoted. But even if you're right, I still think Sol Campbell will be a decent championship player in two years' time. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think they've I got th a good deal with Cashbus Michael. But he's just turned 35, though, hasn't he? He's, he yeah, he's he was, well, yeah. 35 this week or something. Is he? Okay, yeah. he's very soon. I know that, yeah. Uh, uh, listen, so he, he's, he's gone there for the money. He said he, he got offered uh, more money uh, in terms of a salary at uh, Premiership clubs that he turned them down. But obviously, the, the, the rub is that they weren't giving him five year deals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, 
the thing is, the thing is, I'm not defending them whatever because I mean, it's lots of lots of times when you do like a footy show, you have to sort of almost get not fall into the trap of defending the indefensible because yeah. it's so ridiculous. Yeah. But I mean, Sol Campbell, okay, so he's gone and followed the money. It's not he's done anything else that anyone else wouldn't do. No, he does get a lot of stick, doesn't he? I think it's probably because of the Tottenham Arsenal thing. Yeah, I think so. And then when he left Arsenal, he said he wanted to go overseas and went to Portsmouth. But it's a shame because he he could still do it. A job in the Premiership. Well, he was doing a job. You in reckon? The yeah, I think so. I think his legs are sort of gone now. I, I think I, I would... another. I'd like to have seen him this, this season and then have gone. Yeah, okay. I, I just sort of worry about the whole sort of spending a lot of money now in the second division. Why spend that much money now? Because you're only going to have to spend it again when you get into yeah. the league above, and then again in the league yeah, above. Yeah, that's, right, that's and, it, right. and it's kind of, mm-hmm. and you've got still got Sol Campbell on a five-year deal. I yeah. mean, Sol Campbell is going to be a plan. He'll be ridiculously <laughs> good in League Two. Ridiculously good. Well, I think yeah. I think that's it. I think play him up front. <laughs> <laughs> he used I'll to play up front. He started he did, off up front. <laughs> I yeah. tell you what. Oh, oh, we could see. I mean, you say his legs have gone. Fair enough, but they, he won't be as. Um, you know, it won't be so taxing at that level. Will we see the Sol Campbell surge forward? Ah, oh, like we used the to. Sol surge, the, the rarest of treasures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real pearl because, that, yeah. and, and he nearly scored the greatest World you Cup goal of England yeah, yeah. all time when he took on the whole of the Colombian team <laughs> and then slipped at the last oh, yeah, minute yeah, in the ninety-eight yeah. World no Cup. No composure. Oh dear, oh that was, dear. That was. Do you know who could teach him a lesson? That was eleven years ago. If you, <laughs> oh, do you know who could have taught him a lesson and taken on a whole team and slotting it? So EDO Iran. Yeah, or, yeah, definitely, or the... You're thinking Diego Maradona? Or, well, (laughs) do you know what I was going to say? Andreas Townsend for Leighton Orient, who scored probably the goal of the season last weekend on loan from um, Spurs, where he literally started off over the far touchline in his own half. Probably beat six players, smash it in the bottom corner. Good. It was was one of those goals. I watched it on the the, uh, highlights show, and it was like... It was like it was a highlight for a late Laurent game. So you yeah. know they weren't going to show that many highlights. It was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. He picked up the ball and it was like, nah, he's not going to. He's, he's not going <laughs> to. Fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those. Yeah, you know yeah. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Um, uh, Jermaine Defoe's been scoring some good goals. He has. Mm, he's he's not, been scoring a lot of goals. Shows you what confidence does for a player, you know. <laughs> it absolutely does, does. Because, does. because he. he you don't think that goal he scored, the most recent goal he scored, I forget. Well, Redknapp's got a lot of confidence in him. Well, yeah, Redknapp for Warders Fox does does give players confidence. Yeah. But you just, Defoe, the last goal he scored, he just picked it up about 19, 20 yards out, just smashed in the top corner. But he can, but he can do that, Defoe, sometimes. He can, he, he can sort of pick something out of the bag. Hmm. He just, it's such a cliche thing to say, it just needs to be more consistent. Yeah. No, it's yeah, as simple yeah, as that, really. Yeah, yeah. And slot away the... Um, your regular kind of chances that just dropped yeah. you in the box, and and because he could, well, he, he will be knocking on the door um, for an England yeah, starting boards, place. Boards maybe. well for the World Cup. I mean, he well, well, yeah, I say, well I say starting. I mean, so far, the, what, the, how Capella's been playing, a striker like him may not, probably not. But if he bangs in twenty five, <laughs> well, exactly. Well, he's got four and three for Spurs, I think, and he scored two in his last right. game for England, didn't he? So. I think, it's, I think it's gone more than Rooney this season. Do you? I've said Ooh, it. Big I've shout. Said it. Oh, Rooney's a shoo-in for top scorer for me. Is really? he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. As, right. as long as Eduardo stops diving everywhere, <laughs> winning penalties for himself. If he does that every week, he might be, but apart from that. Um, well, we'll come on to Eduardo in a minute, but um, just sticking with Spurs, Harry Redknapp said that uh, he likens Spurs... Um, and the expectation of Spurs winning the Premiership to that of Real Madrid. Yeah, of course he did, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and checks out. And, <laughs> Mother and of Real, Satan. Let me finish. Well, because they both wear white and, kits. And, and Real Madrid, because um, obviously Real Madrid have spent um, a few quid yeah. over the summer, so expectation of winning La Liga is going to be quite high with players like Kakar and mm. Cristiano Ronaldo going there. Um, <laughs> and, and, and Harry seems to think that there is a, is a direct comparison between the two clubs because of this. Well, they both play football. Um, they do both play football. Both, both, and everyone, and would get both in the capital them. city. And, and everyone hates them. Naughty. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Not everyone hates them. That's Just most like people. Them. But, um, yeah, silly thing to do. What, what is it? Was this in his son column, was it? <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to going back to Portsmouth. Oh. It, will Portsmouth look forward to him coming I, I back? Don't know, I don't know, but what I do know is every time I see that advert, I'm almost physically sick. Yeah. And um, it says something when you're watching an advert and Ian Wright is the most likeable man on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, take a sick bag whenever yeah. you watch television. Yeah. Um, another sickening thing on television, uh, West Ham v Millwall. Well, that mm. wasn't on television, but yeah, yeah this, 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 the, the scenes were. Yeah, well, yeah, that's kind news. of what I was saying. Yeah, suggesting. no, fair enough. I'll give you that. Thank you. Every, every time <laughs> I see crowd violence and hooliganism, certainly in this country, somebody's always flinging darts. 
Yeah. Now that is the most yeah. oh, backwards fucking thing to do. I yeah, yeah, like yeah. Throw a brick. I don't care, right? Yeah, yeah. Darts piss me it's, off. It's, it's, <laughs> that could really fuck someone up. And, that, and that's, that's the... I know it's. I know they want to fuck people up, but a dart, come on. Yeah. yeah. Come on. They're expensive, they are. somebody said yeah. to me this week. I, I, <laughs> you know, we, we shouldn't really sort of dwell too much on it because there are probably people more learned and more... Uh, sort of better at commentating on it than us, but the bottom line is, is it's, it's, a, it's a sickener. It's an as, to, as Julian Dick said, it's um, an absolute disgrace. You know, I think I think it is. I think we can we can all agree on that. Mm. I mean, when when you get into sort of, it's not only the, the hooliganism and the mindless thing. The the, the 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 worst things for me were the alleged racism of Carlton Cole, and the other thing that stands out for me is that as always, like when we talk about clubs going to administration and getting points deducted, in this situation, as always, the real fans, the families and the kids who go watch football are mm. going to be punished because yeah, yeah. it looks like probably what maybe happen is West Ham will either be fined a lot of money, which is no good for them. Or dumped out of the competition, maybe. Or, done, or, or have to play behind closed doors, which is yeah. regular people can't go and watch them. Yeah. Now, I understand that... The, the, it's a bit of a weird one because I understand that they're, they're, they've they got to control their fans but then, mm. at the same time how can you yeah, stop a bloke yeah. who's just from the area sticking a West Ham shot on and going and putting a shot it's window not, it's in it's not even that oh, we want, Ollie, we want um, they made 10 arrests was it 10 arrests mm. I mean out of that many people you saw on the yeah, bloody yeah. the 10 arrests and it's sort of saying, well they should be banned the sportsmen are saying they should be banned from every Premier League uh, or, or league uh, ground in the country People having a tear up in the streets they won't have even been at the match yeah. no, exactly, yeah. and to be fair but how, yeah. I used to live in the New Cross Deptford area you fucking knew when a Millwall match was on. Yeah, you yeah, really. Yeah. I, I, on a sort of really sort of down note, it's it's you know what I mean. Then, but they're not they're, all they're, they're colourful. Yeah. No, no, there is a, yeah, there is an element of fans there. But well, um, I hope they can retrospectively start banning people with CCTV and stuff like that. But the, tr- but the trouble is for the football club is how can a football club change someone's attitude, mm. re- re- you know, on a large scale or someone's yeah. home life. It's, or, it's, you know it's, it's I mean? a social it's, what of situation. Course it is. Yeah. And, and, and as you say, but unfortunately it happens in the realms of football and, and therefore if it does, then, then the footballing bodies have to deal with it. Mm. It just gives it just gives us a bad reputation. Football fans a bad reputation. It gives people who don't know anything about the situation a stick to beat football with, which is something that hasn't happened for a while now because thankfully the worst of that's hopefully behind us and it's just a, a real sort of unwelcome trip down Nightmare Lane, not even Memory Lane, Pete. Nightmare, Nightmare Lane. Lane. I've been down there. It's rubbish. I was touched. The, uh, <laughs> the, uh, but I mean, I mean, just to wrap it up, I guess. Um, the sad thing is, they see these firms having a scrap, a tear up, or whatever. That's only going to make other fir- like yeah. firms go. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. You, fuck you lads can that's, do that's, uh, fight better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's sick. And it, it all it all mate, starts again. Like yeah, I completely agree. And you know the worst thing for me, one of the worst things for me today was um, reading the newspaper and and who's got a column talking about it? Cass Pennant, the guy who's probably done no. There's no one in this country who's done more to glorify that period of, of extreme hooliganism yeah. and violence amongst football games and made it acceptable and in, in arguably something to aspire to for young people who read those books saying. Oh, Oh, you know, you know, this is what's happened. Yeah, thanks, Cass. You can sling your rook, pal. And amongst all this, in, in a week, a terrible week for West Ham, really, um, all the best to Callum Davenport and his mother after that sickening, terrible knife attack. Yeah, brilliant, yeah. And um, Jack Collison as well, whose mm. who's father died in a road accident. Awful scenes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, all the best. Jolie and Lescott has finally gone to Manchester City. Thank yeah. Christ. <laughs> Not 94 grand a week. <laughs> Really? A lot of really? money, isn't it? Not as much as Wayne Bridge. <laughs> no, is it's it's more than that. Yeah, Wayne Bridge was on like... It's 94. I yeah. thought Wayne Bridge was on 100. Oh, well, not, well, I don't know, but um, what's his name? Um, Lescott is on 94 grand a week. Really? Yeah, five-year deal, that yeah. That is ridiculous. That's not bad, is it? Um, in the region of, sort of 22, 24 million, I think. Yeah. It's undisclosed, but... He is not a 24 million. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's a good bit of business for Everton. Yeah, but, yeah, but with Man City, it's like the, the money doesn't even matter, does it? No, 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 no. I'm pleased that's come to a conclusion. Absolutely. And Moyes, who I think is a good manager and probably quite a good bloke, uh, hasn't lost his job and, and, and had to be a martyr about it. So, I mean, it's not ideal. I don't think it's a great advert for, for, for no. how Man City are operating. But... Um, but um, I'm pleased Moyes has still got his job and hopefully I can go out and find someone to replace him. I mean, can you can you understand it from Lescott's point of view? Because, you see, I mean, I look at that and I think there he is at a club that are, are building something. To mm-hmm. be honest, slowly but surely, mm-hmm. well, you'd, you'd hope, that, you know, final last year, fifth position, mm. uh, fourth not that long ago, you know, they're, they're doing something in Everton. But Lescott said the reason why he's gone was because he sees Man City breaking in the top four quicker than Everton. Yeah, well, and, and obviously the money's probably, and obviously, probably right to be yeah, right. Well, he probably is right. right. And then the money's a big factor, but I mean, what do you make about that? 
I think it's generally accepted that Everton aren't going to get any further than they've got without some severe investment, which I haven't got. Yeah. So, I mean, it may be... You know, I, I think that the situation was Moyes and Everton probably didn't want to deal with Man City because of all it represented. They didn't, yeah, I think they didn't so. want to sort of acquiesce For which to they'd probably be Yeah, no, fine. But I think, in a way, it could be a blessing in disguise because if they can take that money yeah. and then invest in two players for 10 or 11 million yeah, pounds each yeah. who are quality players who aren't as maybe overpriced because Man City haven't bumped them up, their value up, and they're yeah. not English or whatever, um, and it could be a good thing. Mm. But, you know, I, I, I don't blame Lescott. I don't blame any player no. to go out and get as much money as he can. You know, it's, it's not a problem. And, he's, and he's in his peak years now. He's 27. Yeah, he, he could have been more. 27, pro- I, think. I think he could have been more professional about it. And I think that you know. Yeah, I, I, I think that Moyes, he probably shouldn't have. Well, he said he regretted playing him against Arsenal, and unfortunately, that's the kind of the, the last impression that the Everton fans have got. Of him. His head's not there. He's not at the club anymore. In his head, get rid. Yeah, symbols that. You know, sometimes yeah. that's what happens. You know, it's yeah. sickening for the fans, sickening yeah. for the club. But sometimes what happens. Um, how, but, how much did Rooney go for from Everton? A lot of money, twenty nine million or something like yeah, that. Yeah, wasn't it? it was and less got his, yeah, close to that. Unless yeah. it goes for twenty five. Yeah, yeah. And Rooney was only twenty years old, nineteen years old. Yeah, less than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just thinking, Lescott's going to finish up. He's going to be thirty two when the contract finishes. He can go to Nuts County. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. And by yeah. that time, they'll yeah. probably be in the championship. <laughs> yeah. And he'll form quite a formidable partnership. The champ, Campbell. The Champions League. <laughs> Sven would like to think so. Um, uh, Stephen Warnock's gone. To Villa, I think that's a good signing. I as think well. it's a good signing, and, and possibly David Dunn, maybe to, to Villa. I mean, obviously Aston Villa lost um, Larson. Um, yeah, they did. Yeah, who was injury. a big, big player. For was them, a big yeah. player. They, they could do with someone like David Dunn, a bit of a presence, um, a sort of a trusty centre back. Well. Yeah. He's not as good as Larson. I wouldn't have said. They definitely needed the players. Yeah, they, no, right? I think so. And yeah, Dunn, Dunn's that's numbers. Probably, it's a numbers game. Though, well, Dunn's probably it? looking at what's going on at City, and he's thinking, "Sod this," you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, I, that's not quite gone through yet. But it, looking though, maybe when this comes out, that's probably a done deal. Warnock is a good sign. A done mate. deal. Yeah, good. Thank you. Yeah, good. <laughs> Didn't even mean that. No, that's how good you are. Effortless. Ramblers, do you remember a story that we did um, a few rambles ago now where we said that n- the, that Nigeria uh, were going to do age tests oh, for yeah. the uh, mm. a coming Under-17 World Cup, which is being held in Nigeria? Uh, oh, we've well, got the results. Well, they, the results are in. <laughs> Why did of... they send them to you, Mark? Who won? <laughs> Who won? Because I requested them. Um, <laughs> out of 38 players that were in the pool for the World Cup Under-17 squad uh, for Nigeria, 15 I've <laughs> dropped out because they failed these age tests, which were. Uh, <laughs> That's which were... almost half. Vindicated, <laughs> some yeah. might say. Yeah, yeah, so 23 have made it. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, but they, the, 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 um, the, the president uh, of the Nigerian um, Football Federation. Um, he said the decision was taken um, because he wanted to preserve uh, Nigeria's good image. Well, they won it about three <laughs> times, haven't they? They yeah, won it last sure, time. I, but I'm not sure the image is that good, the fact that they had to do the tests, and I don't think anybody else has to do them. <laughs> um, so, uh, but, the, but the coaches, he's That's very it. confident that they have a team that will uh, represent them very well at the Under-17 World Cup, well, which kicks uh, off at the end of October. At the very least, they'll all be the correct age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the least but, we can uh, hope but, I, but they've just got to find someone to play up front with Carney. So, uh... <laughs> 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 he did the funny look. Did you see that? Oh, it like went that. off like a bloody frog in a sock, mate. <laughs> uh, bloody that, sock. And I want that frog back, thank yeah. you. Um, did you see that Adrian Mutu put all his uh, troubles behind him for, for 90 minutes and scored for Fiorentina <laughs> against Bologna last week? 1-0, was it? Yeah, it was 1-0, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Read your notes. Well done to him. Uh, yeah, bloody emails. Shall I do the first one? Um, if you would. Um, hello, Ramble Force. Hi. I had tryouts for my high school soccer team last week, and yeah. during them, I literally scored a goal exactly <laughs> like Drogba's chip against Hull. Oh, Class. come on. Did he I, mean it? Uh, I rece- well, I'll tell you what he says. I received the ball by the right touchline and tried crossing with my left, oh. and it somehow went in the top corner. It was amazing. <laughs> However, I did not make the team, although I did get the position of assistant coach slash team manager. And that's Zach from Michigan. Hang so, on, so, he scored a goal like that and he didn't make the team? It's but, America, they, they, they do it, things wrong. But he's, I was going to say, but he is the manager. He's in charge. Yeah. Well, no, he's assistant coach slash team manager. T or team? Team manager. Oh. Yeah. Zach from prefer. Michigan. Thanks very much, Zach. Yeah, well done, Zach. <laughs> it's great. Good goal. <laughs> I didn't see it, but probably great. Uh, next email, Pete, you've got it. I have, yes, Marcus. Thank you very much. Uh, this is from <laughs> one Richard Cook from Scotland. Hello. Um, dear Ready. Ramble Force. Hello. Hello. 
Oh, indeed. Uh, whilst watching the matches of the weekend on Match of the Day, it got me thinking a great way to promote the Football Ramble would be to challenge supporters of all the different teams to get banners and flags, etc., up at football games with the Ramble address. Or I like love Ramble, that. Or Ramble Force. Ho! I immediately love that. I couldn't agree more. And just see how many times that uh, the Football Ramble, Ramble Force, ho! Yeah, yeah. Gets uh, featured at... Uh, match of the Day. Uh, on Match of the Day or the Football League show or that, something like that. That sounds amazing. Do it. Everyone do it. Everyone I'll, do it. It, I'll send a Facebook message out and a Twitter and that sort of stuff. Everyone, if you go to a game uh-huh. regularly or you're gonna, or you've got a season ticket, make up a bed sheet or a banner or whatever, Ramble Force hole on it. Get photo and video evidence. So then, if it doesn't make it on the telly, we can um, put it up on the website and stuff. Yep. Uh, Get cracking. Or if you're a Millwall fan and you're pitching oh, there, just lift, come there. on, no, throw come a branded on. rock at someone. <laughs> a ramble <laughs> rock. A ramble rock. <laughs> a ramble rock. <laughs> Terrible stuff. Yeah, I'm going to do the. I'm going to do the next email. I've decided. Um, how's it going, Ramblers? All I'm, right, yeah, yeah, not too bad. Yeah, all right, yeah, what, yeah. yeah. Mm. I'm a 12 year old boy. <laughs> um, I'm clipping that. That's getting played back. Mark is <laughs> yeah. saying, I'm a 12 year old boy. Yeah, I've just had a paper round in Baghdad. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm a 12 year old boy, and I love listening to your show. Oh, it makes sorry. me chuckle when I hear all of you laugh about the stupidest things. There's nothing stupid about this podcast. It makes me feel guilty about swearing. Yeah, we need to be more responsible human <laughs> yeah. beings. You do. In life, really. Or they need to be more responsible parents. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you say that about my son. Um, uh, I, he says, I am currently playing for the Arsenal Academy and have oh, met good. Diego Maradona. No. Um, Has he played in the Arsenal Academy? <laughs> really? He's not Nigerian. Yeah. <laughs> um, not at the moment. Um, he is a very religious man who is very caring to be honest, I was quite freaked out by him, really. <laughs> I don't, Where's this going? I just wanted to to know if um, any of you ramblers have met him and what you think of him. I've never met him. I'd bloody love to. He's a nutter. I like him. I love him. <laughs> Pete also loves him. Yeah, never met him. What do you um, think of him, Jim? Uh, yeah, I like him. Jim <laughs> likes him as well. So. Have you met him, Jim? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> probably. Thanks, Simon. Um, nice that's awesome. Well done. We've um, achieved something we haven't achieved. Lukey. Last um, email. How do midweek ramble force? Recently, you've been placing the future careers of Jack Wilshire, Stephen Taylor, Lee Catamol, and all those other players firmly on a pedestal, and rightly so. Which got me thinking, uh, which young footballing prodigy, when first seen perform, got your initial football juices flowing, <laughs> only to be disappointed when the older version of the player turned out to be as much use as Captain Hook at a gynaecologist convention? No, that's not a nice... <laughs> no, come on. come on. You yeah. can do better than that. Uh, my initial thoughts are Gus Caesar. We all remember Gus Caesar. I won't bore everyone with that. Um, Gus Caesar? Remind me. Gunners, Arsenal, centre-half, utility player, really. Um, was really good in like the mid-80s and then turned rubbish. Now, okay, they, right. And according to uh, Ed, the emailer, wrote um, that he was voted number three in the Times poll of the 50 worst footballers to play in the English top flight. Really? So, players who've... Promised lots, delivered nothing. I can imagine there's going to be a lot of Newcastle players in here. Off you go, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> well, a fellow that scored at the weekend again. He's found his level. He's found his level. <laughs> sure, Ramiobi. There must be a chart oh. around that. Um, by the way, Newcastle, have a pop at show Ramiobi if you want. Lazy journalism. 3-2 three t- <laughs> three down, tactical mastermind, Chris Houghton or Houghton, whatever it is, sticks him on. Bang, bang, 4-3. Cheers. No, bang once, well, he scores a penalty. That's not... <laughs> <laughs> That's not they all count. There's no picture on the score sheet. As, as if Wada knows they all count, and I'm having that. Yeah. Shola Amiobi. I'm going to go for Danny Kadamatari. Oh, yes. Yeah. Danny Calamari. Brilliant. And Michael Owen. Lols. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it right now. Sorry. Apology accepted. <laughs> um, uh, Jody Morris. Yeah, good. Hey. Yeah, good. Is it Dundee or something now? I've just got on somewhere. Yeah, I, I, I know a chap who used to play in uh, the Chelsea youth with him, and his words about Jody Morris was he was frighteningly good. Okay. And there was a lot of players who were currently on the scene playing, uh, obviously, at that level then, and he said Jody Morris was ridiculously good. Never never achieved. Mm, probably really. didn't have a desire. Frighteningly yeah. good, maybe he scared himself yeah. into <laughs> being bad <laughs> and really small. He scared <laughs> off his first touch. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Hughes as well. Yeah, not bad. Um, uh, Ex-Arsenal. Franny Jeffers was another one. Oh, yes. If we're going to talk about goalkeepers, we'll probably have to talk about Richard Wright. Or me, oh. actually. I'm quite a good keeper. I wouldn't, yeah. Richard Wright. Uh... He's back at Ipswich now, isn't he, Wright? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
What about Ryan Ricketts? Oh, yeah, what's popping? I'm Ryan Ricketts. What's popping? <laughs> <laughs> what's popping indeed? Good, good emails indeed. Cheers. Um, not from you, though. Um, <laughs> what was that? It's <laughs> <laughs> joining in. Little, a little happy noise. Pete's turned to one of those things from Fraggle Rock. <laughs> How dare you? Oh, I didn't mean that. Um... Yeah, this is going to be the first time uh, from now on that we are going to be giving away a uh, Championship Manager goodie bag to the best email because the boys at Championship Manager have been very kind and uh, are giving us some lovely things to give away. To our listeners. That's yeah, right. Is this the first time we've ever given anything away? Yeah. I think so, without but, asking for anything back. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've kind of given us something back, haven't they? Because we're actually in the new game, Championship Manager 2010. It's out uh, 11th of next month, I believe. Yeah. And we're in the game as kind of like a media sort of media moguls, aren't we? So what we're, thoughts we're, are? we're now official friends with Championship Manager. Yeah. yeah. How about that? <laughs> we're, we're mates. So, so get your emails in. And um, uh, and uh, you could be walking away with like a bag full of stuff. swag, yeah, swag. swag bag. Marcus, why don't you pick? Because you're, you're the man in charge. Yeah, um, it's got to be Richard from Scotland. Oh, the Ramblers. Oh, yes, Richard from Scotland. Uh, we'll email you. You'll get your championship manager goodie bag. Ho! I'm going to give him a ramble for so. <laughs> <laughs> That's an expensive old bag send. That is yeah. Scotland. Come on. Yeah. Oh. They, didn't, they didn't count on that, did they? Bloody good job, Zach from Michigan didn't win. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably worth mentioning, uh, full disclosure in that Ant and Dex style. If you are in America, yeah, you're probably not going to win. You're probably not going to win that <laughs> championship manager. I mean, it, it's a bag full of stuff. It's nothing to But do email in anyway. But still email in. <laughs> we'll do Please. As many as we want, as we can get. Oh, funny stories. <laughs> um, oh. Pete. Why don't you go first? Why don't you... All right, then. All right, you... F- <laughs> hey, boy. hey, come on. This one's about uh, footballing legend Diego Maradona. Lon, 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 lon. I can't believe he's done something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what he's done, Lukey. It's, it's what, what he's, he's said. Yeah, it's what he's said. Uh, FIFA.com, the website, interviews Maradona about who he regards as being the greater footballer, himself or Pele. Oh, right? this has never come up before. No, he's, it's not his favourite topic of fucking conversation, is it? <laughs> um... There's a con- the, the question goes, there's a constant debate between Brazilians and Argentinians over whether Pele or your good self is the world's best ever player. Is it possible to make a comparison, given that you played in completely different eras, which is kind of the point, yeah. really. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, should yeah. really listen to that. Uh, but he, he, he muddled his way through it anyway. Um, Diego said, do you know what? I played in European football for 10 years while Pele played in South America. Yes, he won World Cups and everything, but playing in Europe is something else entirely. Not that that makes me much better than him or anything like that. When I played, the man is in Spanish and Italian football were like hunting dogs. They never left me alone. Pele had Coutinho and Rivellino, who for me is one of the best ever, alongside him. So he had a little bit of help. Um, <laughs> but he goes, the best thing is he goes on to say, oh well, what matters is that when the people voted, he came second behind me. Nobody can take that away from me. And there was another vote in Brazil in which he came second behind Ayrton Senna. He needs to stop coming second. Oh, you oh, bet. Oh, you big silver uh, medalist my, Pele. My favourite bit about this story is when... The, the, the man markers is Spanish and Italian football like hunting dogs they never left me alone in my head Maradona gets up in the middle of the night and goes for a drink of water and like you know Claudio Gentile just comes if it's a massive two foot on him have some of that is it fair to say that he's robbed Pele of his crown is it fair to say that no one really cares <laughs> Alfredo de Stefano is better than both of them oh good good right I've got one do you want it uh, yeah. Go on, fill the time. Southern League side Abingdon United, I believe that's in Oxfordshire actually, are blaming the club's bright new yellow home shirt for attracting wasps after a player was stung during a game. That's what I would say. Does there need to be a reason for that? I mean, people get stung all the time, <laughs> don't they? <laughs> Striker Anaclet Odihambo, Pete, you've blatantly made that name up to make Good, it as difficult as possible. That's great work. <laughs> well the, done. Thanks, first time. Was the victim of the unwanted attention <laughs> during the club's match against Frome this month. Frome's in Somerset, geography fans. It's our new yellow tops, Odihambo. Ambo told BBC Oxford it's a little it's bit too yellow yellow tops <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit too yellow if the sun goes down a bit and there aren't as many bugs about we'll be alright I've been to the doctors to get some cream <laughs> Aberdeen United manager Andy Slater and I quote said the new shirt looks very smart but I hope it will sting us a few results rather than oh, stinging a few backs awful zinger stinger you can sting yourself right out of town Slater yeah buzz um, off insects can see in colour and they have three colour vision but there is no evidence that wasps would be attracted 
reacted to that said George McGavin, Dr. George McGavin <laughs> from Oxford University's Museum of Natural History. Has he got nothing better to do to come on this? Uh, they may get a few Beatles and aphids, but I'm sure it's quite safe. No, don't, don't mention Beatles and aphids. Yeah, it'll scare them bring, shitless. Yeah. They've got the wasps on the back. <laughs> yeah. Norwich City have never complained. No. Brazil have never no, complained. Not to my knowledge. And other teams in yet. Um, fact fans, slightly different, but all nonetheless related. If you see a swarm of bees, uh, don't panic. You're perfectly safe because bees only go in swarms when they're trying to find a new hive. Yeah. And when they go and find a new hive, they get as much honey up as they can mm. before they go. They're so full they can't sting you, so you're perfectly safe. I was watching a documentary about bees this week. I really want to keep bees now. Apparently, it's all the rage. Yeah, because when you smoke when you smoke them, they get confused and they just start eating loads of. It makes them docile. Yeah, well, they, it? well yeah. They, they eat the honey and then they fall asleep. Two teams are nicknamed the bees. Go, Brentford. Uh, yes, uh, I don't know. Barnet. Oh, the Barnet bees. Two powerhouses. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's profile time. Woo! All right. And this week we have Laurie Cunningham. Brendan Batson and Cyril Regis. The man we heard from at the top of the show. That's yeah. right. Three magnificent men who, of course, play together at West Bromwich Albion. And it's unprecedented putting three in at once. Well, and there's a reason for that. They come as a unit. Because they marked, uh, truly did mark the beginning of a new era um, in British football. Um, because in the um, 1977 to 1978 season, it was the first time... Um, a big uh, leading English club fielded three black players in the same team, which is just a ridiculous thought. So late on, isn't it? Yeah, an an unbelievable thought um, nowadays. And uh, Regis said himself, you know, our presence um, was a radical statement. You know, here we were playing, not just playing, but playing well Mm. um, and helping to break down serious um, barriers in in the first division. Cunningham, uh, Laurie Cunningham arrived first, who was um, bought by Johnny Giles. Uh, He was from Lake Norrin, cost 125,000 in in March uh, 77. Uh, Cyril Regis joined during the summer of 1977 and... uh, Ron Atkinson, um, who took charge of West Brom, he took uh, Brendan Batson, who was his captain at Cambridge United, uh, to West Brom in early 1978. So this all kind of happened uh, sort of roughly sort of 10 years after the Summer of Love. Yeah, yeah, OK. Um, which is always <laughs> worth, worth pointing out. Every single one of them won the sperm race as well. <laughs> um, and so uh, it's worth pointing out that um, these three players were often referred to as the three degrees back in the day. Uh, this was because Ron Atkinson, who was in charge of West Brom, of course, um, arranged for some strange reason um, to have a photo shoot w- w- with, with the black American soul singers. And they were wearing um, uh, West Brom shirts <laughs> with the players were wearing fur coats. Um, I have no idea why he did that and and then he he took the players to see them uh, perform in Birmingham so he gave um, his three men the, the nickname it's interesting that because after all that sort of shameful stuff that Atkins has said right yeah, recently, yeah. I mean, he really was um, a real. I mean, it's, it's not often you call him a pioneer in anything, really. Right? <laughs> yeah. He was a pioneer <laughs> in, in really, maybe. in really sort of seeing through all the sort of stereotypical racism which did exist in football. Oh, at hugely. That stage. Well, we'll, I thought, we'll you know, touch on that. If, if, you know, it doesn't matter the colour of skin if they're good enough, they're in my team, and I think that's a, and that's that's. Well, he got did, him I mean, credit for that, really. He said they could have been yellow, purple, and have two heads so long as they could play, and they were good lads. And they were. I think if they had two heads, yeah. Yeah, FA oh, might have um, <laughs> might have an issue with that. Well, but, as long as uh, I've got two squad numbers. <laughs> yeah. um, but you get the picture. Mm. Um, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> whatever picture that may be. Um, but, it, you know, it cannot be underplayed, um, the, the role Cunningham, uh, Batson and Regis had as role models and, and um, inspiring uh, young black footballers everywhere at the time. Um, but unfortunately, you know, is. is Perhaps you, you touched upon there, Luke, um, just before. Unfortunately, they were subject to just terrible um, racist uh, abuse. Well, any racist abuse is terrible, of course, yeah. but it was just unbelievable back in those uh, days. And not just on the pitch as well. Well, th- well this yeah. was at a time... I mean, you know, it's ridiculous to think of this now, but this was at a time when the, the National Front were openly recruiting outside of grounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and Regis remembered, he said, we would regularly have ten to 15,000 people racially abusing us at every game. 
Yeah. And he said, and, and so he said, well, you know, how would I fight back? He said, well, I'd fight back through my talent. Yeah. When you, and when you won, when you've won the game, when you've, you've played well, he said, he said that's our response, you know. Um, but when Regis, I mean, again, this is just another example. When Regis was selected for the first time for the England squad, he received a bullet through the post, accompanied by the words, uh, you'll get one of these through your knees if you step out on the Wembley turf. Unbelievable. And there, and there was reports of Laurie Cun Cunningham, um, this when is he, less than thirty years ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, like only, only like, but more than thirty years after, like the great sort of like West Indian sort of uh, influx of, of yeah, influx yeah. Of West Indian workers in the fifties. You know, exactly. what I, mean? so I don't understand why thirty years later there's it's still a massive odd. bloody problem because people are brainless and idiots. And, and I think that you know, if you look at all through, through sport and history, you've got like Jesse Owens. Uh, we had a bit of this because of the um, World Championship athletic, uh, Athletics, sorry, recently. Yeah, you know, J Jesse Owens, who 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 really sort of kicked the door down and, 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 right, and, let, right. and showed that you know black athletes were obviously you know among the very best in the world if not mm. the best then you had the black plow salutes in the, in the late 60s by the American uh, athletes and in, in a way like Regis Batson and, and Cunningham, um, Cunningham uh, were, were sort of Britain Britain's or England's version of that yeah. given that football but, is our national sport well after it took someone took someone had to do it you know, yeah. someone had to be brave enough and go out and, and combat racism head on and it's great that you know those guys go well, I mean it, it could have they could have easily turned away from the game and thought sod this you know as I, I was, you know I was about to say that Cunningham during his time at Leighton Orient there was reports that he had a knife thrown at him during one of the Unbelievable. games there. I mean they would have been well within their rights to go do you know what sod this yeah 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 you know absolutely um but uh, but on the on the flip side, there were people who who thought, oh, this is just wonderful, you know. And uh, sports journalist Bob Downing said, you know, people, you know, decent-minded people were saying they were just a breath of fresh air, and, and they were. He said, um, you know, Cunningham had real flair. Cyril um, Regis was was a power player, and Batson was your thinking man's mm. footballer. So it's a different styles, you know. Mm. Um, but they became uh, role models um, uh, for for black football players everywhere. And uh, Dion Dublin said he was inspired by them. Robbie Earl said that. He said they paved the way for players like us. Um, he said if it wasn't for players like these, then I might never have considered a, a career in football. You know. Well, okay, I, I mean, it's, it's still. I mean, it's obviously a lot easier now for young black players than it was, and then they're, they're large, largely a credit for that. Um, I hope one that all the sort of players. Um, Around now, who get to play about prejudice and without racism, fear of racism on the hob. It's not perfect, like yeah, we just said about West Ham. Yeah. I owe a lot, I owe a lot of credit to those guys for actually doing it. I mean, one of the worst things is that football is is still uh, obviously in Eastern Europe and stuff. But even in this country, I can't remember. I think it was 1991, 91. Oh, really? Right, Ron Nodes, who then I think was at Palace, possibly. Yeah, I think he was at Palace. Yeah, yeah. Was saying stuff like, I mean, he, he was widely derided for it, but he said it in the press openly. Oh yeah, well I think black players haven't got any bottle and stuff like that. You know? Did he? Yeah. I, Outrageous things like that, you know. So, but, I mean, he's been using the sort of words that uh, Atkinson himself used. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, that, exactly. That's a, and and the sort of behaviour that Lazio. Uh, yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, I mean, unfortunately, uh, there is there is enough examples nowadays. Um, the Spanish coach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, Brendan Batson said um, that uh, you know in in the late seventies. Um, going back to West Brom, he said, "All this it would just galvanise us um, into better performances." And and in the the seventy seven seventy eight season, West Brom they reached the FA Cup semi final and qualified for the UEFA Cup. But the following season, um, when they'd really sort of you know settled in and, and the team were gelling, they I mean they they looked as though they were destined for the first division title. You know they were top in January and they went unbeaten from October to February. Mm -hmm. They played uh, great football. Um, they had a memorable five three win at Old Trafford, which um, somebody was saying to me the other day that. They they thought it was the best game they'd ever seen, you know. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, there was um, th there was an awful uh, winter that year, and 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 West Brom they they only played four games in two months, um, and and because of cancellations and so on, and they played twenty they had to play twenty five games in in sixty four days <laughs> after that. But but Liverpool, who had under soil heating, and again this shows just sign of the times. Yeah, at Anfield um, and a far deeper squad, they they went on to win um, the league. And uh, West Brom, they still finished third though. Mm. It was very admirable. Um, uh, and although the, the the three players, you know, Batson, uh, Cunningham, and Regis, they never won anything together. That's not the point we're making here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The point is their influence it cannot be exaggerated. Yeah. Um, and they just they raised the, the political consciousness of, of so many footballers. Yeah. And but and played good football as well. Yeah. I mean, it's not this is not a token effort. You know no, I mean? this, this is this is, this is it. Decent football players. No, absolutely. Who, who played well and and you know obviously absolutely deserved their place in in, in the teams well, they played in. Exactly. And I'm just going to go on and um, 
talk about them individually. You know, Brendan Batson, unfortunately, his um, playing career was cut short through uh, a serious injury in, in, in 82, and he became um, an, an administrator at the, at the PFA and won an MBE in, in the year 2000. Uh, Cyril Regis, um, more no- notably, won the PFA Young Player of the Year Award in 1979, and he, and he won. Uh, he only won five uh, full England international caps. Probably should have won more. Well, we met Cyril Regis recently, didn't we? He's we did. Good man. Marvellous bloke. Yeah, good bloke. And he actually said he wanted to be in the window. Yeah, yeah, he, he? Yeah, he, he did, yeah, he did. Yeah. He said, I want to be there. Yeah, yeah. Well, he is. He's a <laughs> fucking big feather, I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. Demanded to yeah, be he did. in there, yeah, and I... you fell like... <laughs> well, someone we knew who also knows him was talking to him about it, and he said to us, "Oh, the Ramble Boys, oh yeah, I want to be in there." Yeah. So yeah, I said, "Cyril, I've got you lined up." Yeah, exactly. Don't you you're worry, pal. Yeah, exactly. Your name's on. Your name's going to be on the sheet. Yeah. Um, and Regis, after West Brom, went on to play for Coventry City, Aston Villa, Wolves, Wickham Wanderers, and, and Chester City. Man of the Midlands, yeah. you could say there. Yeah. Um, and and after his uh, playing career finished, he did a variety of coaching roles. Um, acted as an agent uh, a few times, including as he's an uncle to Jason, Jason Roberts. Roberts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he uh, does uh, did some work with Water Aid charity and was given an MBA himself um, in in two thousand and eight. Uh, possibly the most successful of the three was Laurie Cunningham, and it was his move to Real Madrid in 1979, which broke up the three. Was and he the first Englishman to play for... The first Englishman to yeah. play for Real Madrid. Okay. And, uh, well, I mean, if he thought these abuse was bad in England, yeah. you know, he went there and it was <laughs> it was pretty fierce. But um, he uh, he moved to Spain and his first um, season, two seasons in Spain, was, was a success. Uh, he played great football for them. Um... And they did a League and Cup double. Um, unfortunately, the season, they, they they knocked out the European Cup semi-final. And he was overlooked by Ron Greenwood um, for the 1980 European Championship squad. Hmm. Slightly surprising. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. But he was a wonderful player, Laurie Cunningham. Wonderful player. But unfortunately, after um, the first sort of couple of seasons in Spain, he, he had a few injuries. And, uh, and you know, back in those days, you know, there he was abroad. A few injuries. He didn't have people to look after him as much as they do now. Yeah. And so his career, he, he kind of, after that, really went back to England on loan. He to went Man- to Wimbledon, didn't he? Well, later, he went to Manchester United on loan. Um, he was um, re-signed on loan um, uh, with uh, Ron Atkinson. He played for them a season, and then he kind of became a bit of a journeyman um, throughout European sides, including uh, Sporting, Yihon, uh, Marseille, Leicester City, um, Chalaroy, um Chalua. Thank you, uh, <laughs> Um and he he did play um, for the Crazy Gang. He was on the bench for the FA Cup final. Oh right, yeah. And he went back to Spain after that to um, Rayo um, Vallecano. I think that's pretty. Easy to say, mate. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, um, and uh, he helped um, them get back into the uh, first division. They got promotion, but unfortunately. Um, Sadly, before he could make his uh, return into the top division, he, Cunningham died um, in a car crash at the age of 33. Tragic. Um, it, it really is. Um, mm. And, and Regis, Cyril Regis said about this, he said oh, he said we were like two peas in a pod um, for that, that time at West Brom. He said Laurie reached only 60% of his talent. You know, what a player he would have been if he'd hit 80 or 90%. Mm. But he did say, you know, we made a big difference to the black kids in this country and we cleared a path for those who came after us. And today, black players make up, I think it's just over 20% of professional oh, football. Massively overrepresented compared to how many black people there are in the country. Absolutely. You know, so, proportion of the, uh, of, the, of the population. So, for footballing talent, for being pioneers, for being wonderful men, yeah. into the Dean Wayne Hall of Fame. Welcome. Batson, Cunningham, and Regis. We promise you, Cyril. We promise you. <laughs> <laughs> and you're delivered. Who's going to be the first black member of the Football Ramble? That's what I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the show. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, the email address is podcast at thefootballramble.com. And of course, get yourself to the website, thefootballramble.com, and that's all you need to know. Yes, yeah, yeah. looking good, isn't it, Marcus? Marvellous. We've got rotten. videos up there, we've got the South American football people. You name it. There's <laughs> even a photo of myself and Danny Dyer on there. There is, yeah. Um, if you want to email us individually, it's Pete at thefootballramble.com or Marcus at or Luke at or James at thefootballramble.com. Yeah. Wicked. Um, say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Pete. Yeah, hello. Goodbye. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think we're all off to sign for Notts County. Bye. I'm a 12-year-old boy.